So this morning, I'm going to be preaching in Acts 6, 1 through 7. So you're kind of maybe thinking 1 through 7, a minute each verse. We're out of here, right? No, no, sorry, sorry. I was able to cut it down to about 45 minutes. So, uh, you know, here we go, you know. So if we uh, look at the, uh, just a, a real, real quick review of what the apostles were going through in Acts. We see in Acts 3, the uh, apostles had a rough go. Peter and John were thrown into jail. In Acts 5, all the Peters, all the all Peter and all the apostles were arrested, flogged, and threatened. They were told not to speak of Jesus and then released. You know, I think it's funny how the Bible just says flogged, but actually looked looked a little into it, and the flogging that they received was 39 hits with a rod, 39 strikes with a rod. And this is just my personal observation. I didn't read it anywhere, just, just, it's a thought, it just came to me. After being beaten 39 times with a rod, I think I would have an attitude. I, 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 think, I think I would want a little revenge, you know? But these guys walked away from this situation feeling worthy of suffering under Jesus, under surface, under that situation. And I just think, um, I just think that there had to be a ton of forgiveness on their part. They had to forgive their oppressors to make room for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was with them for them to move and to, to go on rejoicing. So that just kind of just kind of just struck me that there had to been a lot of forgiveness there to to keep moving on and to keep doing what they're doing. And then immediately after that ordeal, the apostles faced a conflict which in the church which threatened the church's unity at that time. So let's uh, let me read Acts 6 verse 1 and then we'll get into it. In those days when the number of disciples were, was increasing, the Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebrew Jews because of their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So here we see the problem. This is the source of the potential conflict. At this time, the church was really growing big time. Uh, Peter preached in Acts 2, 3,000 became followers became disciples preached in acts 3 two more thousand and that was just the men and time you add in the women the children the teens the preteens the young pros the college students i'm sure they had all that stuff back in those days you know it could have easily been 10 15 even one commentary i read said estimated up to 25,000 and growing so, the, so a complaint arose on the part of the Hellenistic Jews against the native Hebrew Jews because their widows, again, were being overlooked for the daily distribution. The Hellenistic Jews, just to, to get the difference, they spoke Greek and they lived outside of Palestine, outside of the Palestine area. And the Hebrews, the uh, Palestinian Jews, spoke aromatic and that they were native to to palestine so just a difference there 
So we don't know, it doesn't say why the Hellenistic Jews or widows were being overlooked. It could have been because simply of rapid growth. You know, so many things happening in it so quickly. It could have been a language barrier. There was two different languages they had to deal with. Um, but in either case, the situation created an opportunity for Satan to try to divide the church, to try to cause trouble. The Hellenistic Christians could easily have wondered if their needs were overlooked because they were not natives. You know, we don't know, but just some of the some of the reasoning. But we do, but we do know for sure that the conflict and the complaining was loud enough for the apostles to hear. So in Acts 6, verse 2 through 4, verses 2 through 4, let me read those. So the twelve gathered all disciples together and said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word of God in order to wait on tables. Brothers and sisters, choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention and prayer and to the ministry of the Word. So now the apostles are addressing the church, the congregation of disciples. The neglect of the Hellenistic widows seems to be the first widespread issue of the church. This situation is a chance to... Sh this is, was a situation that the church really could show unity. It could show how a church can come together. Or it could have shown a church not coming together. It could have shown the church crumbling and falling down. I think the, uh, the apostles, you know, aren't going to live forever. So... They had to, they, so they set up a framework or a system, you might say, to deal with this problem and the other, and other issues that may occur. The problem needed to be resolved and couldn't have been without the Hellenistic Jews bringing it up, bringing it to the attentions of the apostles. So it's good that it was brought up. And it's okay for us to bring up problems when they exist in our church. But we should always pursue positive intentions. And this way, we will have the heart to create the, the unity in our church while we're going through the, some issues. So it was good it was brought up. So all the disciples are together now, and the apostles gave the directions. They said, pick. They picked seven men full of faith, and the Holy Spirit. And I think it's funny, you know, you're looking out and you're dressing in a large crowd, but the apostles didn't say, all right, uh, who's in food services out here? You know, that wasn't a, a criteria. Um, do we have a short order cook in the crowd? You know, can, can someone help out with this? How about a farmer? You know, you got some resources, we got some chickens, Will's got some ducks, you know. <laughs> you know can, can, can we have a goose that laid the golden egg here, you know? You know, who has that? 
So, or a banker, someone that's really good with money, a business owner, supply and demand that understood that. But these were not even into consideration. Being full of faith and the Holy Spirit was more important and wisdom more important than anything in choosing the people to help. The daily distribution of food, the issue also exposed a second problem. The apostles recognized waiting on tables was important, taking care of them was, was important, but it wasn't their primary duty. Choosing the seven apostles to give their full attention uh, I'm sorry. I lost my place here. Choosing the seven allowed the apostles to give fully attention fully to prayer and to ministry of the word. The apostles, you know, at that time didn't have all the scriptures like we do today. So they relied on prayer. They relied on wisdom of the Holy Spirit to, to help them, guide them through this area. You know, we're blessed today. We have all the scriptures they didn't but we still need the prayer and we still need the Holy Spirit to guide us as we try to understand the scriptures and apply them, apply them today so the whole prayer and the Holy Spirit is definitely you can never count those out you always need that in verse 5 the Bible says this proposal pleased the whole group they chose Stephen a man full of faith and Holy Spirit and Philip and I'm just going to say the gang because I really I can't pronounce these these guys names all right and the gang right they, they got their name in the Bible so they go they're, they're, they're all right but I can't say it so the proposal pleased the whole group note did you see anyone in the our was it written anywhere in the scriptures that did anyone start doing this number I told you so we were right did you see any of the the pride come up you know did you see any of that no well what we do see is Christians that just wanted the problem to be solved we see the love for God we see the understanding and we see the unity both sides just wanted the problem fixed that's all in verses 6 and 7 they presented these men these men to to the apostles who prayed and laid their hands on them so the word of god spread the number of disciples in jerusalem rapidly increased the large number of priests became obedient to the faith they see the disciples relied on god they relied on the power of prayer. They relied on the power of the Holy Spirit to guide them. The apostles returned to their essential work of prayer and of teaching. We see the results as the church was unified. The church was obedient to God's word. Their dedication to the mission and to their dedication to each other. This impacted all levels of society and it and if we were able to do that today it would I think would have the same results it affected the religious leaders and a good number of priests who were turning to Christ 
So after after reading this, it, I had some questions, questions of the week that I that I was thinking about. And it's something that we have to ask ourselves. Are you full of faith and of the Holy Spirit? <clears throat> That's a question to ask yourself. Do you, do I, rely on the power of prayer and the Holy Spirit to guide you? When we face issues, what do we think of prayer? Do we think of the Holy Spirit guiding us? If not, why not? Let's study. Let's study the Word. Let's pray about it. Let's ask for help. Let's get some help. Let's live life together in, in, uh, in this. In today's passage, did you notice that prayer was always listed first? You know? And I thought that was really cool. It's always listed first. Lately, as we transition into the communion, lately I've been convicted of my need to become a strong, stronger prayer warrior. Prayer is our primary weapon against Satan. As we get ready to take communion this morning, I'm reminded how Jesus consistently prayed. His reliance on prayer and the Holy Spirit gave him the strength to endure the sufferings of the cross. His sacrifice brings us the forgiveness of our sins. It gives us the hope of heaven. As we pray this morning for the bread and the juice, let's always remember to be grateful for His sacrifice, to be grateful for the gift that He offered us. Let's pray for communion.